This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Talk money to me. Hello and welcome to Talk Money to Me. This is your financial podcast where we explore the markets, investable ideas, financial strategies, and of course, chat with experts in the industry. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Candace Burke. And I'm Felicity Thomas. As it's already May, you might be starting to prepare for some of your end of financial year. So in today's episode, we want to share with you some of the latest superannuation rules as there are new opportunities for contributions. That's right. Plus, we can't ignore what's going on in the markets. There's a lot of noise. So it's really key keeping Felicity and I busy. So what we'll do also is give you an update on what's going on, the bull and the bear impact in terms of how the market is really viewing everything in the latest news and updates and how this may be impacting your investment decisions and portfolio. Now, before we get into the episode, please remember our chat today is not considered personal advice even though we are registered financial advisors at Shore and Partners. As always, the discussion today and the content discussed does not constitute as financial advice, nor is it a financial product. You should always go out and seek your own professional advice. The information is general in nature. And in particular, we're going to be talking a lot about financial strategies to do with end of financial year, superannuation. So we really stress you really should go out and speak to a registered tax account before you make your decisions. And on a final note, the information and facts mentioned in this episode is known at the time of recording being the 9th of May. That's it. So Candice, let's start this off by going over the latest market news and sentiments. So recently, the bullish talking points in the market include one that the hard landing concerns were dented by record 13th straight upside surprise in non-farm payrolls also some signs of the type of labor market loosening the fed wants to see the decline in march job openings in the jolts report two the fed tweaked forward guidance to signal an expected pause a change pal described as meaningful three Q1 earnings, which were basically a beat and a surprise, the metrics continue to run nicely above one-year averages, while guidance and revision trends positive. Four, renewed margin expansion on a bright spot with takeaways focused on pricing power, easing supply chain pressures, and some input cost moderation. Five, Apple closed out big tech earnings on a positive note, so that was great. Travel and leisure continue to benefit from the normalisation, pent-up demand tailwinds, and industrial names continue to beat and raise. Six, some signs of disinflation traction as the Mayhem Used Vehicle Valuation Index posted first sequential decline of the year in April. Seven, regional banks bounced Friday as JP Morgan upgraded Western Alliance, Zions and Commercica, citing the overwhelmingly bearish sentiment. 
and eight, buybacks coming back with Goldman Sachs noting 75% of S&P 500 companies are out of their blackout window by the end of the week. So that's my wrap on the bullish talking points so far. And on the last note in particular, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger really went long uh, and really supported their biggest position in Apple, mentioning that, you know, one of the the greatest companies of their lifetime, in their opinion, also held up by the buyback. So good last point there on that one, Felicity. And then on the flip side, in the bears in the cave, the latest talking points that they're talking about is firstly, the renewed bank stress with First Republic, which was the third bank to be taken over by the FDIC. All this is happening in less than two months uh, since March. Secondly, JP Morgan, that deal fell through to really because it was unexpected bounce through the shorts. It pressed the group and also the long-only funds dialed back exposure here. The third point is more broadly about, again, the banking concerns continuing to resolve around the deposit, flight, you know, funding constraints, asset marks, credit normalisation, dampening earnings power and a lack of meaningful regulatory response. So still the banking crisis concerns has not gone away. Fourth point, also there's worries that Powell and the Fed more generally are too optimistic on the bank's stress and they're not really seeing the reality. He also mentioned that inflation outlook does not support a pivot expectation. So really that's more talk of higher for longer and potentially no cuts coming anytime soon. A next point that the bears are are really honing in at the moment in the market is that there's a lot more hotter inflation takeaways from the average hourly earnings in employment reported and prices paid in both ISM surveys. Big topic also is the next point being the debt ceiling. It's essentially a stalemate. Lots of concerns ramping up higher as the Treasury bought the X date estimate forward to early June. So watching that really closely. Essentially, there's a lot more scrutiny surrounding the weaker market breadth with strategists highlighting the negative directional signal for stocks. This was an interesting one, Felicity. I had to actually look up the acronym because I hadn't heard in a long time. TARA, which essentially means there are reasonable alternatives. So TARA over TINA at the moment, which means that there's no alternative in relation to the continued surge in money market flows, inflows more broadly, and the largest equity outflows. So essentially everyone's rushing to safety, money markets and cash and bonds and coming out of risk, i.e. equities. And then final point is China recovery momentum has started to kind of slow, which was a lot different to the beginning part of the year, really dented by Estee Lauder and Qualcomm updates. Also downside in AI more recently, in focus with Chegg noting that the customer growth headwinds and IBM are pausing their hiring at the moment. So there's a lot of really good points for the bear case as well as the bull case. So we're remaining cautious, but we actually are still in at the market. Like we always say on Talk Money to Me, if you've got spare cash within the portfolio, continue to slowly edge in over time. You know, you may need to reduce your cost base, but you want to be in the market for the long term because that's when you really miss out on good opportunities. hundred percent. And as we always say the phrase, it's not timing the market, it's time in the market. So don't be afraid if you've already had some time in the market to take a profit, never regret banking a profit, whether it's 10%, 20% or higher, whatever your number is, don't be fearful to take a profit because that means you've crystallized the upside, you've done well, bank the cash and either find another idea, top up the existing positions that you've already got that are under a bit of water at the moment that you still have conviction in or wait for the same investment to pull back that you've just taken a profit in and ideally buy at lower levels. 
We love hearing from our investors. So are you a bull or a bear at the moment? Let us know how you're positioning yourself in the markets. As always, please reach out to us using the details in the show notes. We'd also love to hear how you're preparing for your end of financial year. Yes, we love hearing from our listeners. So now if you're thinking, yes, I better get on top of my end of financial year prep. Well, here are some handy tips and the latest updates for superannuation legislation to help you get started. So why don't you start us off, Felicity, by breaking down the latest opportunities for contributions when it comes to super? Yeah, so there's a couple of new changes. So there's no longer a work test for non-concessional contributions. So that is your after-tax contribution of 110000 each year. The non-concessional bring forward, which is 330000 is available up until the year that you turn 75. So that's been extended. Your balance needs to be under $1.7 million for FY23. Then it actually increases to $1.9 million FY23. FY24. You won't be able to make a non-concessional contribution for three years though, if you do do that. Because you've capped out your three-year rule, right? Correct. By bringing the three years forward, essentially, which is in the name. Now, the work test is still in place for personal deductible contributions. So this is the one that can help you reduce your taxable income. Uh, You need to be employed or self-employed for at least 40 hours in no more than 30 consecutive days. And if you're between 67 and 74, the work test applies to you. The golden years. That's it, the golden years. Now, you've also got the downsizer contribution. So this actually changed from 65 to 60. And as of the 1st of January this year, it actually reduced to 55. That's a big jump, 10 years. It is a big jump. Uh, What this means is if you have a main residence or it's been a main residence of yours at some point and you sell it, you can actually contribute 300,000 per person. Now, the size of your superannuation balance does not matter in this case. So this can be very valuable for some people. That's a really great rule. So you can get essentially 600,000 in for a couple into their super fund, regardless of the balance. Correct. And there's other eligibility requirements that you'd need to check with your tax advisor or financial advisor, uh, but those are the main key points. And just on timing of the contribution. Yeah, that's a really good one. And the fact that you can be younger to do this is awesome. And uh, just a quick clarification, Felicity, because we always get it in our meetings. I think it'd be good to confirm the details of the downsizer. It doesn't actually mean you have to you know, go to a four bedroom to a two bedroom, right? No, exactly. So you don't actually have to downsize your property per se, but you need to have obviously an excess capital gain from that property uh, that you can contribute to super. Otherwise, you're not going to have uh, anywhere to get the cash. Alrighty, that's the latest updates in terms of the legislations around getting money into super. What other ways are the primary ways we can get money into super? Yeah, so basically, depending on your personal circumstances, it could actually be worthwhile to contribute to super if you're eligible to do so. So you've got your concessional contribution cap. This is the 27500 for FY23. Now, this includes your super guarantee or your employer contributions, any salary sacrifice that you've made, and then the additional personal deductible contribution top up. Now, if your balance is under $500,000 for 30 June 2022, you can also check your unused contribution caps on the ATO portal or ask your accountant and actually make a larger personal deductible contribution to help reduce your taxable income. And it's really beneficial if you have triggered a large capital gain that financial year, right? Yes. So you're actually able to use your carry forward, which is your unused concessional contributions. Yes. And the unused concessional contributions, that was a really amazing new change they brought in. Just remind us of 
I guess, year one of how we can backdate that? Yeah, so that actually started from the 1st of July 2017. But remember, it wasn't always 27,500. It was 25,000. So the best way is to log into the HGO portal to find out what you may have left. Yeah, good point. Good point. Okay, so what about the non-concessional contributions? How can people get more money into super down that route? Okay, so we basically said that there's no longer a work test for non-concessional contributions. So again, this is your after-tax money, 110000 each year. If you've not previously triggered it and are eligible, you can do the 330 like we said previously. But this will not reduce your taxable income. It'll just help you build wealth for retirement within a tax-effective environment. Yeah, so ideal person to do this would be really close to retiring and triggering into pension mode. They've had a large transaction one year, so they've got lots of cash and they're willing to, you know, happy to lock up more money into super just before they need to access it. That's the ideal person. Correct. Because even with all the changes going on or the proposed changes, superannuation is still one of the most tax effective investment vehicles, especially if you can get your superannuation up to, from the 1st of July, $1.9 million each. So that's the latest update on superannuation and the ways in which to get more money if it's applicable to your circumstances into the environment. Now we're going to go through more of our end of financial year top tips to help you best prepare for your tax time. But first, we'll just take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And we are back. So for anyone listening that is currently in pension mode, this financial year is the last year for the reduced minimum pension amounts that they started during COVID. So for example, if you're under 65, it's usually 4% that you need to draw down every year. However, for FY23, it's reduced to 2%. If you're between 65 to 74, it's usually 5%. However, this has been reduced to 2.5%. You can check all of the age brackets out on the ATO website. Yeah, and important to note, it's going back to normal levels next financial year. So make sure you're checking in with your financial advisor and your tax accountant if you're in pension mode already. Now, if you have assets in which you've made changes to throughout the financial year, it's handy ahead of the deadline to run your eye over any triggered gains 
or unused losses so far within the portfolio and your investments. So this brings us to our first handy end of financial year tip being to manage your capital gains and losses. So depending on your personal circumstances, it could be worthwhile deferring the sale of an asset with an expected capital gain and the applicable, therefore, capital gains tax liability to a future financial year. So just delaying it a couple of months, right? And this could be beneficial if you expect that your income will be lower in the future financial year compared to the current one that you're in. That's right. And I think it's important to kind of note here that a capital gain is not a different type of tax. It's just added to your taxable income. Now, it's important regarding the sale of an asset and the crystallization of a capital gain to really consider the following. One, if you defer the sale of an asset until it's been held for 12 months or more, you may be entitled to the 50% capital gains tax discount. Whereas if you hold an asset for under 12 months, any capital gain may be, may be assessed in its entirety upon the sale. Really, if you've crystallized a capital gain this year, you could review whether it's appropriate to offset this capital gain by using an existing capital loss, carry forward or otherwise you can still sell it before the 30 June deadline to utilize it or selling an asset that's currently sitting at a loss right now. That's right. And one that you no longer want to hold for the long term. So really deferring the sale of an asset with an expected capital gain and offsetting a crystallized capital gain with a capital loss could help you reduce your personal income tax. Pluses and minors, essentially. That's what that whole tip's all about, right? That's it. Okay. So that's a great tip. Now, the second one sounds really obvious, but it's just a good refresher. So get your tax deductions and expenses for the financial year in order. To help you not feel overwhelmed, like you're racing to the 30 June deadline, if you haven't kept a record of your expenses and deductions throughout the year, firstly, don't panic. You can always start now, you know, grab out a pen and pencil, however you make your notes, make a spreadsheet, whatever works for you, and just jot down everything that you think might be applicable to your personal tax situation. Now, a good starting point, if you're thinking, how do I even start this, is to check what you can claim in relation to your work expenses. So go over and head to the ATO website and search for deductions you can claim. I always actually say the 1st of July every financial year that I'm going to make sure I've got a really good spreadsheet and have everything in order. So it's a really good time if you've missed out for FY23 to get it started for FY24. That's right. And all it takes is, you know, a couple of hours just to really rack your brain. And then once you get start really thinking about what you can claim, you know, your mind will be racing on, oh yes, that's right. In September I did this. So really good tool to do it. And remember when you submit your tax return, or if you have a registered accountant that does it for you, you're entitled to claim deductions for expenses incurred while working. These are known as work-related deductions. In order to be able to claim these work-related deductions, you must meet the following criteria. Okay. So firstly, you must have a record to prove it. Secondly, you must have spent the money yourself. Thirdly, you must have not been reimbursed, so say from an employer, for that cost. And then fourthly, the expense must be related to your job. I think a good one here is education expenses for your work, which is really important that you can actually claim that, which is good. Now, we've got another end of financial year tip for you. Essentially prepaying deductible interest or bringing forward deductible expenses. It could be worthwhile prepaying deductible interest or bringing forward deductible expenses if you expect that your income will be lower next financial year. Now, we've got a few things that you should look at considering. So you've got income protection insurance premium 
premiums that are paid personally, that's tax deductible. Interest payments on investment loans for things such as property or shares, again, tax deductible. You've also got donations to charities endorsed by the ATO as deductible gift recipient organisations. Then, like Candice said, you've got your work-related expenses, car, travel, clothing expenses or self-education. And finally, the cost of repairs and maintenance to investment properties rented out or available advertised for rent. Get a depreciation schedule if you can. That's been huge to help me reduce my taxable income for my property. So prepaying deductible interest or bringing forward deductible expenses could really help you reduce your personal income tax, fund further philanthropic endeavours and protect your wealth. Now, I know you had one more little tip for us to wrap this special episode on how to best prepare for end of financial year. What is it? Yes, yeah, so I've got a few things that I want you to think about if you are in pension mode or considering pension mode. So one, you need to make sure your minimum pension, if you've already triggered it, is paid in cash before the 30th of June, 2023. If you're drawing the payments in excess of the minimum and actually, is it worth starting a pension after 30 June 2023 so you can fully utilise the $1.3 million general transfer balance cap. That is fantastic. So if any of that really resonated with you listening to this episode, we would love to hear from you. So always reach out to your financial advisor, your accountant or ourselves. We'd love to hear from you. Again, the way to contact us is... Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. In the show notes below. Importantly, as we wrap this episode, it's always important when you make these strategic and financial decisions when it comes to tax and superannuation and reducing your taxable income, that you must speak to a registered financial advisor who has authority and expertise in this realm. We hope you enjoyed this episode and you took something handy away to help prepare for your tax time. Please remember, although Candace and I are financial advisors at Shore and Partners, please note our discussion today does not constitute as personal financial advice. This is all factual information. And as always, you should seek professional financial advice before making any financial, strategic or investment decisions. Now, feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels or send us an email, which is displayed in our show notes below. If you have Instagram and would like to follow us, we would appreciate it. Our handle there is at Talk Money To Me Podcast, where you can see market daily updates. Until next time. See you then. Talk Money To Me is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Talk Money to Me are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. 
Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Talk Money to Me acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.